am a mom, author, blogger, freelancer, podcaster, producer, and overall creative. With this show, I really want to focus on creatives and bring their authentic self to life. How are they motivated to pursue their passion? What have been the struggles along the way? Does self-care play an important role in who they are today and how they connect with the creative flow? Bringing one's authentic self to the forefront is important in this world that we live in currently. Sharing your self-care, your tips, and how you stay on track for things without losing it completely is also important. Self-care is not talked about enough, and authenticity and self-care are what I like to highlight with my creatives, as well as getting to know them. So get ready for a fun and entertaining show. Hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and let's get ready to meet this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode with me, Madeline Dale, the chapter goddess. I have Anne Charles back with us today, guys, and we are going to be picking her brain on some more stuff. So, Anne, go ahead and just for those who haven't seen our shows before, give an introduction of yourself and tell our listeners and viewers a little bit of what you write. Okay, Anne Charles, I've been writing since a long time ago. Let's just not go into dates. Uh, the first book of mine came out in 2011. Um, it nearly departed in Deadwood from the Deadwood Mystery Series. And I write a total of five series now. I'm juggling. And let's see, the elements of mystery, humor, lots of humor, um, romance, supernatural stuff, action adventure is one of my favorite things to put in there. And, um, you know, whatever else I can throw into the mix. So they're mixed genre stories. And let's see, I have 36 books out now, I think. So, cause I just published book 13 of the Deadwood mystery series, which is time reaping in Deadwood. Um, so, you know, it, it, that's, I've been writing a long time. That's it. That's me. <laughs> the years tend to go like they just flow by. Oh, yes. It's insane. Once you get started, you literally, it's like, wait, when did I first? When did my first? <laughs> I know. Once you start going before 2000, then you're going, okay, Matt, now that sounds really old. So I'm just not even going to give you a date anymore. <laughs> it is, it's so sad that it does sound old because I'm just like, no. It's not supposed to be that long ago. I know. That's what my, my kids will say. Well, you guys were born last century and it's, you know, shush up. It wasn't that long ago. It sounds horrible, but. Oh gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. That makes it sound even worse. <laughs> right. Gosh. So speaking of blending multiple genres, when you kind of began your writing, did you plan on blending them together or did you have the idea of keeping like specific almost the stories in boxes like romance here fantasy here thriller here how did you find yourself kind of flowing into that mix so back way back when when I started first trying um 
it really, there were boxes. There were, you know, this mixed genre really wasn't a thing. They wanted to put you on a bookshelf in a bookstore and they wanted you to fit within one of the genres, you know, that they listed mystery romance. So it had to be, you know, 60 to 70% romance or so forth. None of this 50, 50 stuff or 60, 40, even I started out trying to write romance. I started with the romance. I'd spent a lot of years reading it growing up. I mean, mm -hmm. I also read horror and Western, but I loved romances and I got in with a writing group and a writing chapter. And I, I started really applying myself to telling the stories. And I just, I really struggled. Um, I, I learned to appreciate how talented romance authors are when they can have all the angst and all the things going into a story and it holds your attention for you know the full length of a book i found that um i just couldn't the romance it got tiring i needed something more for me as the author to make it entertaining so that's when i started you know okay let's let's throw in a dead body let's see what happens then you know and and the mystery kind of came out and as i said i grew up you know reading horror and some other things so Blending in Supernatural, that was just, yeah, this will be awesome. This will be so much fun to do. And as I kept writing stories and trying to find exactly, you know, what my voice was going to be, the humor started coming out stronger and stronger until I realized, oh, okay, I guess I, I do love movies that have a blend of humor no matter what the genre. So I guess we're going to have some humor in here too. And that's kind of yeah. how the whole thing, you know, got started. Nice. And speaking of humor, the Jackrabbit Junction series, is that your more humorous series? Or would you say it has more humor than the other series you're working on? Or well, the titles, the titles are certainly more humorous, but I would say it's pretty equal with the Deadwood Mystery series because Violet, who stars in the Deadwood Mystery series, uh, you're, you're only ever in her head and there's this, you know, constant, you know, the inner monologue type of thing that comes with that kind of a story. And she has, if not her, then the characters around here that have a great sense of humor, you know, that add to it as well. So I would think those two are really kind of weighted evenly on the humor. It just feels different because Violet's story, the Deadwood series has supernatural mm -hmm. and the Jackrabbit series does not. That is more um, suspense, humor, some romance, and the action adventure a little bit more. Ooh. So let's go ahead and talk about the Jackrabbit Junction series. I know we've talked multiple times about the Deadwood series, but let's explore a little bit more of what your work is like there. Okay, so in the Jackrabbit series, we're third person. So, mm -hmm. you know, she said this, he said this, we're in a character's head, but we're not as deep a point of view as a first person like Violet in the Deadwood series. And I will bounce between the heads mainly of the three sisters that make up the, ja the Morgan sisters that make up the Jackrabbit series, Claire, Kate, and their older sister, Veronica. And then I also have one of the heroes, um, Mac, he were in his head quite a bit too, uh, right out of the gate. So, it's, it's such a, it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's a different feel because we are moving head to head and you really get a feel for, you know, more of each character, what they, how they think, how they're going to act. 
Um, whereas with the Deadwood series, you you only ever get to see everybody through, you know, Violet's eyes looking out. Mm -hmm. So I have a really fun time in the Jackrabbit series because I can go head to head and I can start a scene and have some disaster happen while we're in Claire's head, let's say. And then I can switch scenes and show Kate's reaction to the disaster that maybe left her, you know, up to her neck in trouble. You know, and Claire there. So you can do a back and forth that can be really fun because you're you're going between heads, you know. I'm I'm kind of religious about a head hopping though. Um mm -hmm. I only like to do it as at a scene switch. And I think that's just something because of when I learned way back when I learned, you know, from um some of the books I liked, they were more they would stay in a head for a scene. And then mm -hmm. you would know when we switched, we switched heads. So it would be a clear change. Um, and I liked that. Uh, I'm a Virgo. I like things kind of clean cut mm -hmm. like that. Let's make it, you know, organized and we move around. And it also sets rules for me as the author and challenges because I have to, you know, be in the scene with this person. Which person am I going to choose? You know, um, who has the most at stake? how I want to do this and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of the fun in the Jackrabbit series is the relationship between the three sisters. I personally have two other sisters older that um, we have a lot of fun when we're together, you know, and the, I am not the oldest. I am actually the youngest and my mm -hmm. oldest sister, my middle sister, and I do agree that she's quite bossy and she always has been. So, you know, to, to put that on the page a little bit with the, you know, sisters and the relationships, yet you, you love each other and you lean on each other all the time, mm -hmm. but everybody has their strengths and their weaknesses and all that. So between them, and then you're set in Southeastern Arizona in the middle of nowhere, it's a big RV park. So people are coming and going and a lot of them are retirees and mm -hmm. some of the old guys that they hang out with that are their grandfather's buddies. They don't, they're in their late sixties, you know, early seventies, they're retired. They don't care anymore. They're not always obeying their manners and being, you know, that kind of gentleman. Sometimes they just say what they think. And, and, you know, that can really add to the humor, taking the different generations together, you know, and things like, you can't, you can't say that. Why not? I just did, you know, and stuff like that where yeah. you have fun with it. So um, all my books are character driven. I mean, yeah. there's the plot and this is what we're trying to do. And we're trying not to get killed usually. But it's really about the characters and the mm -hmm. interactions. And I think that's where the humor comes into because yeah. the interacting, you know, and how you handle yeah. a scary situation together, right? Really shows a personality. Yes. And humor is definitely one, I personally think, one of the best ways to diffuse a scary situation. Right. And right. I come. I've never been one to go watch a lot of horror movies. The only time I have ever really been able to sit through and watch some of them, like including Stephen King movies, was with one of my college buddies. He would make fun of different things in the show, right. and I just would, I'd be able to sit through it. And now he writes horror, and it's like, yes, you were the reason I can actually handle horror now. So. Right, right. I mean, if you think it. Um, like the Goosebumps movie with Jack Black, there's so much humor mixed in with that. It's it, it's funny, you know, as well as entertaining. So, I you know I grew up watching some pretty um, scary horror, um, and while I like that and I like the jump, 
I, I really like when you can blend in the funny, you know, and add humorous characters. Unfortunately, they a lot of times kill the funny person. And it's like, no, don't kill the humor. You know, the clown, you're, you're killing the funny one. But, you know, that really does add a whole different level to a story, in my opinion, when you add humor. Yeah. And it kind of broadens the audience as well, because you're bringing in individuals who may, like me, be hesitant to read horror or watch horror. But if it's got that humorous factor, they're like, okay, like I I can handle this. Like, right. Right. A little bit of like a here, it doesn't completely break you out of the scene but it gives you kind of like a little bit of relief, like, oh, hey, this isn't so bad, so. Right, yeah. Let me get the, I'm gonna reach back here. You're good. Uh. We have a comment from the audience. And Charles oh. writes, characters full of humor, love, and grit, no matter the series. Each book is like visiting with old friends and zany relatives. Oh, thank you, Tara. That's, yes. that's awesome. Yeah. She's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and that um, actually is good that adding that comment in there, Tara, because that's, I feel like that reaches a great group of people because those those are the kind of books I like to read, which I did finally get myself. I downloaded like the couple first of your series books. Haven't got to them yet, but they're on my my Kindle and waiting for me to read. But well, when when you want to break from stuff that's maybe stressing you out, you know, in life, you just want to kick back and laugh and just kind of escape. That's when, you know, I always tell people, grab a book. My goal is to give you somewhere fun to go and just escape from life for a little bit and give you some laughs, maybe some, you know, chills along the way. But I was going to, I was going to show you, see, so this is the cover of a Jackrabbit book. And you can see we have, see if I can turn this right. You have, we have the humor mixed in. He's caught in a twister and she's that skeleton cheeky back there is just like, ah. So with our covers, we kind of do that too, to show the humor that's mixed in in with this. Color and the humor is kind of like, here's a joyful kind of horror-ish thriller book. Like, check me out. Yeah. exactly. And it speaks to those people. That's when, you know, covers are really actually important. Even though they say, don't judge a book by your cover, everybody totally does. Oh, there's so many books out there. I mean, I I go through and go, Mm -hmm. no, that doesn't look good. And it probably could be really good, but Mm -hmm. it'll be, this just looks kind of boring. What's this? Ooh, look at what's on this cover, you know? So it can really make a difference. Oh, yeah. And we're all guilty of like doing the, oh, this doesn't look like it's going to be, but that's part of like the whole marketing scheme that behind books, you got to make that cover eye catching. You want to spend the money and the time on it. Don't just like, here's a book. Like, I don't right. care what is on it. You want it to fit the genre you're seeking and what you want to portray. So, right. covers by the talented C. Kunkel. Did I say mm. that? Right? Yeah, that's my brother. Oh, nice. So, yeah. he does the original artwork and he's old school. So, he draws, you know, uh, colored pencil a lot of times. And then he hands off the cover pieces or sometimes it'll be all together. And he hands it off to my husband, Sam Lucky, who then he's a graphic designer. So then he takes the original artwork mm-hmm. and puts it together and, and, you know, builds the cover. So with the two of them together, they're just every cover. I swear they keep getting better and better. They're just working. You know, everything works so smooth now. So, yeah, but he has done. Wow. Back since the beginning. Um when I first published Nearly Departed, 
so that book was shopped to some of the big publishers out there mm -hmm. and it was actually almost picked up we made it clear to the final acquisitions um in in one of the big five at the time and the marketing department didn't think there'd be an audience for a book set in the midwest so it got shot down by market even even though the editors wanted it mm -hmm. so i was pretty brokenhearted but you know in the end um it was the time of when you could go indie and you could form your own, you know, small press and just go forth and put it out there anyway. So, you know, we did and haven't looked back. It's been wonderful. And at that time, once the publisher said no, my brother said, hey, you know, I'd love to give him, you know, have it try, you know, my hand at doing a cover for you. And so we made three different covers and sent them to me. And we ended up choosing the one we did with the legs and been going strong since then. Nice. That's when you know you've got an awesome team working with you. So yeah, I used to always joke if he didn't get the cover to me, the pieces to me in time, I was going to tell our mom on him. <laughs> yes, I love it. The, the whole sibling rivalry thing. Like I'm telling, I love it. Oh my gosh! And you can only pull that on siblings or cousins. Cousins sometimes works too. So, <laughs> right. Uh, exactly. Even as adults, like I'm going to tell your mom. I'm a teller. Yeah, so and then he does illustrations inside as well we do we usually um go through his his wife is one of my early readers mm -hmm. and she puts sends me a bunch of ideas based on what she's read on what she would like to see for illustrations and then we choose and hand them off to him the which ones we want and then he reads the text and creates the illustrations and sends them to me so that the books have usually six to seven uh, six to eight art pieces in them, you know, as illustrations too, which is really fun. Ooh, yes. I love the books that have the art pieces in them as you read, because that's just, that's fun. That's something I'm working on adding to mine as I yeah. kind of grow as an author. It's getting there, but it's a lot of work, especially like with the formatting the book and everything. Do oh they gosh. help you with that or do you do that yourself? Uh, my husband is our formatter he also does that um for ebook for print um and he also does the cover you know sends the cover pieces to the um for the audiobooks off he sends nice. them off to the company that is acts as our you know works with us to work for blackstone and then for those that we independently um audiobooks we independently contract with the narrators and publish he just does the actual book covers for the audiobooks nice yeah it's it's a family business definitely that's perfect though and in some ways you're like okay i need a break from you and like but that whole team working together that's that's awesome i know and then we have my older sister-in-law my husband's sister she's my assistant so like for all the contests we run and everything she's doing all the behind the scenes work to keep things moving and you know keep tracks with databases and then my sister sells the books at farmers markets in ohio and she's my bookkeeper smart so, I know she's the older bossy one. So she'll be like, hurry up and give me your books. I'm like, oh, you're still bossy with me always. I, I want to say that never goes away. As an older child, the oldest child of my family, I still get that crap from my siblings. They're like, yes. Oh, I'm like, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> so, like, I'm not trying to be. It just comes out. Like, it's not all about you. Like, okay, I get the point. So with this team that you've got, that you've been working on, 
over the years, would you say the team and like your dedication, how many books do you try to put out a year first off? Me. Wow. Like, you know, I'd love to put three to four out a year, but I write these monsters that are like 125 K and, um, they're just, they take time. They take me four mm -hmm. months usually to write. Uh, if, you know, ideally we would have three books out a year. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. Um, last year we got one out because we had a lot of issues with some parents on both sides mm -hmm. and their health. So it really kind of um, slowed us down, caused yeah. a lot of stress and worry. And we had to kind of work through that. We were just talking this morning at the table. Um mm -hmm trying to get three out in 2024 is the goal. So fingers crossed, we can do it. Hey, Mama. Speaking we of family. <laughs> yes. Can you show me? One more? Okay, good. Okay. Show me after. Okay, we're live, but show me after. Go, go. Shut the door. So the dog's excited. Yes. You guys awesome. watching, he has discovered how to play Minecraft. Harrison, go, dude. Close the door. Hey. Okay. Close it. <laughs> Hashtag super distraction. So <laughs> I kind of feel bad for getting him Minecraft at the same time. It's I think it's fun for them. They build stuff. Yes. All the building is really cool. It's like, I mean, when we were kids, we had different things, yeah. blocks. We had Legos. We had all kinds mm -hmm. of stuff, right? So Yeah. He still plays with those, too. That was what he did all morning this morning. He had his magnet tiles and was building houses and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know if I could have ever done that at your age. Like, But I always yeah. was one to, like, I'd rather color and draw. And he'll craft, but, like, not color. And I'm like, okay, this is where... I don't know where this comes. This has got to come from your dad's side. So. We but. used to have, we had a pool table in our mm -hmm. rec room and I would take the pool balls and stripes were guys and solids were girls. And I'd have the pool balls go to the dance. Oh. I mean, they were balls. So it's like, but I would have a whole dialogue with the, the pool set. Yeah, It's weird. But no. I always loved having that kind of, you know, just stuff like that to create. So. Yeah. I guess we're like cats. We'll take whatever we can get and make use of it, right? That Boxes, whatever toys. Boxes. Those were my favorite. I cannot tell you how many things we made out of boxes that helped. My grandparents owned a furniture store, so we had a never-ending supply of boxes, and we had so many box playhouses and stuff. I fun. bet. Oh, oh, I bet. But back to the family team, you, you're kind of hoping to get three out next year. Do you feel like that, though, like with a consistent schedule has helped you become as successful as you are today? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, being indie, you really have to put your, build your own schedule and you have to be self-driven. Um, otherwise, you can just go months and months with just writing a little bit to never finish that book. So a lot of it comes internally of. I have to get this done. I mean, this is my job. This is what I do for a living. Uh, I quit the day job 2014, 2013, 2013. So since then, this is it full time and nothing drives you like the need to keep producing product, you know, when you're in that situation. And my husband was home too. So this has been our sole family income 
since then. And that will push you even when you feel like I really don't want to do anything, you know, today or tomorrow. If I do a, a deadline and I tell people I'm going to have a book out by this time, then I kind of, um, I hold myself accountable to that and I have to get the book out. And sometimes that's really hard, you know, if life's happening and I don't really want to go out, come out here in the office and write, it's just too bad. Go right. And once I start, you know, once you get into something, then you're doing well, but there are times when um, it's tough. I think we can do getting three books out if um, life doesn't, you know, throw us a curveball again. Yeah. What are some tips you would recommend to kind of build your self-discipline up, I guess, would be the term I'm looking for, to get where you're working a little bit every day on stuff? Well... You know, even if when I'm in the middle of a book, I aim for 2000 words a day. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's easy to hit. And sometimes it is not easy at all to hit. And I'm struggling and I won't quite make it. But having um, 10,000 a week, you know, that gives me two days off, two days to kind of take my time. That that makes it um, a consistent output and it keeps the writer brain going for me. So I guess just picking a, a word count and trying to stick to it, even if there's, you know, you only got 300 today and tomorrow you do, you know, for me, 3,700, you put in extra time and you keep pushing. My kids have learned, our kids have learned that when we're in the thick of writing a book, we're writing a book. You know, we have to be busy. We can't be there. It's like any other parent that has to be at work. Even though we're right here, you have to let us go because we have to focus. Um, so I, I guess mostly is pick a daily word count and try to stick with it. And then you'll keep growing that as you keep going, I think. Do you pick a set time during the day to write or do you, it's just when you can squeeze it in? How does that work? So I used to write in the evening because for the longest time I was working a full-time job in the day and then I'd come home and write the books at night. And I was younger and I was staying up till 1 or 2 a.m. writing and then getting up at 7 and getting my buns back into work and working the day there. That was exhausting, but I was, again, younger and I could pull that off for a while. And some of my older friends would always say, do it while you can now, because give yourself 10, 15 years and you're going to be struggling to pull that off. Now I'm there 10, 15 years later. And it's, I like to go to bed about 10, but then I get up about 5.30, 6 o'clock. So, mm -hmm. you know, things have changed a little bit. And now I find that morning writing is stronger for me rather than late night. So it can shift. It's just finding what works for you. I think it's finding quiet time. When I would work late into the night, it was because everybody was sleeping. So mm -hmm. I'd have all these hours together that I could just dive into the story. Well, now that works because kids are at school. So yeah. now I can dive in in the morning, right? So switching it up. But, you know, one of the, the biggest motivator was quitting my day job. Because mm -hmm. once you do that and this is your, this is what you do, nothing kicks you in the pants like, this is what you do. You better get writing and making this a business. So it was scary. Um, you know, health insurance shifted. That was scary. But I just thought I've got to make a go of this. If I'm going to do, you know, do it. Now's the time and let's do it. And my husband was on board and he was doing his part and we just plowed through and made it work. 
Nice. It's like you had to let go of it, try and hold on to it. It was holding you back a little bit. The day job. Oh, this, the safety nets of the day job were really hard to, to leave. I mean, they're, that guaranteed paycheck every week is really mm -hmm. nice. Um, you know, you shift your budgeting from weekly to monthly because everything within this, you get paid by the month. And sometimes you get three months at a time royalty checks, you know, yeah. depending on what you're. So you have to really learn how to change your lifestyle budget wise to um, to make it all work. But, you know, we all shift depending on what happens in our lives. And it's the same type of thing. Mama. But <laughs> yes yes it's cool to be kind i, I like your shirt was trying to get me and i dug a, a mine to get away from it but i dug it are you stuck yep okay and well too dark we'll try okay. to figure out how to get out see if you can't build your way out because i have no idea how to help you right now but okay we'll we'll figure it out in a minute together go back in there okay close the door <laughs> close the door Close. <laughs> I have no idea how to do Minecraft, so I'm trying to figure it out together. Close. Yeah. Close. Harrison. Okay. I don't see. either. I wish I could help you, but that's my husband's thing. Yes. He yeah. knows. He knows video games. I don't. Oh my gosh. Yes. I used to be able to do video games, but I'm more in the book and writing world. He's just gonna go in the background. But so now I'm just like anything video game. I'm like, we gotta wait for dad. Yeah, we're gonna wait for dad to figure it out. Okay, we'll we'll figure it out in a minute. Go. We'll exit out and go back in. Go to the living room, Harrison. The perks of being the only parent at home during the day. Okay, come here. Let me see it. Okay, well then okay, well, okay. There and go. Go figure out how to get out of the, the hole. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't know how to tell you. Like, trying to get away from a Oh, a skeleton. Okay. Well, um, I don't know. Hold on. It was short It was okay. Okay, let's see if I fix this. I don't know. You guys get to watch mommy try to figure out. Maybe not. You're doing a, a good job, at least not panicking. Yeah. I really Okay, like hey, we will figure this out in a minute, okay? I will just go out. Hold on. Here. Go there. Okay. Go. Close the door. Go. Go watch Bluey while you do it. Of course, Bluey's playing in the background, guys. Best like kids show right now ever is Bluey. So. Bluey, what is? It's like an Australian like the duck. Well, Blue's Clues like, isn't anything it's like not. Blue's so Clues? it's kind of like they're the whole world's dogs, um, and they're from Australia, and it's like Bluey, Bingo um and her parents and it's just this cute little like they're hilarious they're like parents are now real chill hilarious no crazy like innuendos like you find in the old disney movies it's just funny stuff and the kids love it right now because it's just different yeah. everyday life stuff and i'm like okay like 
So it's, but it's a cute, just a cute kid show right now for definitely the younger generation. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, um, I cannot even remember what we're talking about. Minecraft invaded and like took it away. I'm but, trying to think. We were talking about motivation. That was it. Yes, and self-discipline. That's what it was. Like, self-discipline. Figure out how to get yourself back on, I mean, like where you will do it every day. And you were talking with, about the day job. Um, yeah, and you do so many words a day, and I, you know, it comes down to how much do you want to do this. I think mm -hmm. is it your passion or not, and that will make all the difference. I mean, this is it's the long game too. I was just mm -hmm. thinking about this yesterday, reminding myself it's the long game. I'm not in it to make you know. In two years, I'm going to have this. I'm in it for the long haul, which means you you don't build things to just go really quickly, boom, and then it's all, you know, flash in the pan, it's over. Everything we've been building since the start has been to last a, you know, 40-year career for me. So mm -hmm. I'm still, I got a long ways to go. I have a lot of um, friends that are generation older than me, and they're starting to get to the age of retiring, and I keep thinking, it's about time for me to retire. <laughs> and then I think... No, we still got about 25 years. Yeah. And the other question so. is too, is your brain going to let you retire? Are these ideas going to stop coming? Are you still going to get the urge to write them down? You know, I don't know. I always talk about it. if I win the lotto and my husband says, please, you'll still write <laughs> books because you can't not, you know, and I think for most creatives, I'm like most that once when I'm writing a story, it makes me a nicer person. Mm -hmm. I'm happier you know, because of that creative outlet, I get antsy and more anxiety the longer I go without writing until I think nobody wants to live with me after a while. So it's like, go write, get out of here and go write something. So it you makes know, a difference. That is something that I think a lot of us have in common, because sometimes you also have to like change it up to mm -hmm. get back into that flow. Because that's something I go through where I'm just like, I need to do something creative I'd rather write, but if I can't, like something I've got scheduled for to do with my sons, we're going to have like a little artist date and we're going to go yeah. do what's called a ferret Friday and paint and create ferret art at the art studio that's in town. Oh. So it kind of, a lot of stuff like that helps me get connected to that creative flow again. And it's right. just like a change up, but not too much of a change up. And it right. does make me a happier person for sure. So yeah, that I mean that's part of the reasons I have so many series is mm -hmm. when I switch from one series to the next, it offers it's a whole new world. It's different characters, it's, it's a different feel, different themes and premises, right. and it makes it fun to keep, you know, let's explore this story now. Yeah, that is a good way to look at that. I love that. Oh, yes. Well, well I think it keeps oh, me. It keeps me happier. It keeps the stories fresh. I think yeah. if I had to write the same series all the time, it would get old, just like anything that you do repeatedly. You know, it would oh. probably get old for me. Absolutely. And I don't want that not on the page. Yeah. I mean, and moods do tend to show through with your writing. That's one thing like I've kind of right. noticed. You can pick up a book by an author who's burnt out and stuff, and you can tell by their writing. They're right. burnt out. They're writing just to get this out there. But those that are still in, like involved in the story they're having fun with it like the stories are much better and they keep the reader going yeah. right yeah makes a difference and for me I, anyway yeah no i agree even as a reader too and from the reader's perspective you it it does make a difference because it puts the reader in a better mood right Hopefully. right 
that's the plan, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but we have reached the end of our time. We actually went a little bit over, thanks to my child and his Minecraft ways. So <laughs> go ahead and tell our listeners and viewers where they can snag copies of your books and follow you. So the easiest place to find me is my website, www.anncharles.com. And there's no E in Anne, so anncharles.com. And on there, you can go to the books page and it'll show all the different series. And then, you know, the order, it has all the links to different retailers. We do print, we do audiobook, we have everything in, you know, ebooks. So whatever your pleasure in, in picking up a story and, you know, reading it, go forth and you'll find it there. You can go to the blog section and read past um, newsletters. We put them there after we put a newsletter out and all kinds of stuff like that, you know, and just information. I don't blog. So there's really not me, you know, on there. I tend to be on Facebook and Instagram and all, you know, those kinds of things is where you'll find me more active. Yeah. So thank you again for coming on the show today. Well, thank you for having me again. It's always fun to talk to you. Yes. You guys, thanks for watching today. Hit the like button and subscribe if you haven't. And remember to stay creative, my friends, and stay tuned for another show coming up soon. And have a good evening, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe to get future notifications when shows come out. Also, be sure to check out my website. I have a blog featuring this creative with some other fun and interesting questions. You can also subscribe to my newsletter there to stay up to date with all things The Chapter Goddess and Madeline Dale. Once again, thanks for watching and have a great rest of the day. <laughs>